Bringing you the latest in tax credit news, this is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratty. The legislative challenges have been significant. We very much need legislation. we got to produce housing. We're still in a very volatile industry. It's a challenging atmosphere for almost anyone. We can't get all these mixed signals and messages. If he doesn't have a bipartisan bill, nothing's going to happen. Alternative energy is still very expensive. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, September 2nd, 2014. With August behind us and September just beginning, this will be an abridged weekly podcast. Next week, look for fuller podcasts as legislative, administrative policy, and advocacy activities begin going full stride. This week begins with a brief Washington, D.C. update. Then, in our New Market Tax Credit section, I discuss updated guidance about the 2014 New Market Tax Credit Allocation Application Round from the Community Development Financial Institutions Fund. I also share information about Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden's visit to a New Market Tax Credit project in his home state of Oregon. I also have potentially exciting news from California regarding the creation of a state New Market Tax Credit. In our low-income housing tax credit section, I alert listeners to a report from the National Low-Income Housing Coalition that further documents the widening gap between the number of families in need of affordable housing and the number of units available. In our historic tax credit segment, I share information about an historic tax credit coalition letter to the IRS on the treatment of Section 50D imputed income, as well as information about Connecticut's changes to its historic tax credit program and more exciting news from California regarding the possible creation of a state historic tax credit. If you're ready, let's get started. In general news, there are still a few more days before the House and Senate return from their district and state work periods. When they do return next week, the number one legislative goal will be to fund the federal government past the September 30 fiscal year end. Senator Reid has already announced that senators can expect to work weekends during September in order to accomplish Senator Reid's legislative goals. It's also expected, though, that senators will leave D.C. by the end of September in order to focus on November re-election efforts. Now, while in D.C., it is possible that there may be significant discussions about tax reform. However, such discussions would likely revolve around the controversial corporate tax strategy known as tax inversions. And any legislative action arising out of such discussions are unlikely to occur until a lame duck session at the earliest. Now, all of that said, it was announced last week that Treasury Secretary Jacob Liu would give a speech on Monday, September 8th, addressing tax reform and corporate inversions. I'll bring you any relevant information about that speech in next week's podcast. In new market tax credit news, I have more information about the 2014 allocation round for the New Market Tax Credit Program. The Community Development Financial Institutions Fund, or CDFI Fund, on Friday released supplemental guidance for applicants. The CDFI Fund updated its application frequently asked questions document. The document added information about financing operating businesses, acceptable baselines of activities, innovative activities, promise zones, and several other topics. The New Market Tax Credit Program team addressed questions that came up during the two application conference calls that the CDFI Fund hosted on August 12th and 14th. 
as well as it addressed questions submitted to the help desk. The City of Fife added these 11 questions to the beginning of its New Market Task Force Program application FAQs. Now you can access that document and other documents related to the 2014 allocation round via the New Market Task Force Resource Center. That can be found at www.newmarketscredits.com. And if you have any questions for the CDFI fund, you can submit them up until September 29th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Furthermore, Brad Elfick in our Atlanta office can also help you with any questions you might have about your application. You can reach Brad at 678-867-2333. In other New Market Task Credit news, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden has once again shown his support for the New Market Task Credit program. This time, he did so by visiting Albina Head Start in Portland, Oregon, which recently received an $18 million New Market Task Credit investment. This investment came from a partnership between United Fund Advisors, Business Oregon, U.S. Bank Corp Community Development Corporation, and Wells Fargo Community Investment Holdings. The investment consists of $10 million in federal New Market Tax Credit allocation and $8 million in state New Market Tax Credit allocation. The group provides development and education services to children. Receiving this financing will enable Albina Head Start to lower its debt burden and expand its services to more low-income families. Now, those services include aid in navigating county social service systems, free preventative dental care for children and pregnant mothers, an in-house health team that incorporates high school and college students working towards degrees in related fields, a fresh food partnership with a local catering vendor for healthier school meals, and a Mandarin Chinese immersion program. Senator Wyden said in the press release that this investment will allow the group to continue to have a direct impact on the Portland community by creating healthier kids, better readers, and fewer high school dropouts. Senator Wyden called this program a perfect fit for the New Market Tax Credit. The New Market Tax Credit investment will enable Albina Head Start to refinance five of the existing Head Start and Early Head Start program properties in Portland. These five properties serve 367 students that range from birth to five years old. As many of you are aware, Senator Wyden is working to renew the New Market Tax Credit program, which expired at the beginning of this year. As chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, he helped pass a two-year extension of the credit as part of a bipartisan bill. Senator Wyden is now working to get the bill through the full Senate. To learn more about the New Market Tax Credit program, go to www.newmarketscredits.com. And if you have more specific questions, feel free to reach out to Peter Lawrence in our Washington, D.C. office. In brief California New Market Tax Credit news, the California State Assembly has approved AB 1399, which would create a $100 million California New Market Tax Credit program. The bill passed by a vote of 74 to 2, with three members not voting. AB 1399 is now on its way to the governor's desk. In case you're wondering about credit percentage rates, they'd be 0% with respect to the first two credit allowance states, 7% with respect to the third credit allowance state, and 8% for the remainder of the credit allowance states. Now, we'll keep you posted as we learn more about the likelihood of Governor Brown signing the bill. In low-income housing tax credit news, the National Low-Income Housing Coalition or NLIHC, released a report last month detailing the huge shortage 
of affordable housing units available to extremely low-income households. The information was included in NLIHC's Housing Spotlight. The Housing Spotlight is an occasional research brief that focuses on housing issues. This issue focuses on the availability of affordable rental housing. Here are some of the key findings. First, demand for rental housing units has grown through 2012. The supply of affordable housing units, though, has remained the same. This results in a shortage of 7.1 million affordable rental units available to extremely low-income households. This includes units available to households earning 15% or less of the area median income. Now, this is the first time that the report specifically looked at this deeply low-income category. It found that 90% of deeply low-income households along with 75% of extremely low-income renter households spend more than half of their income on rent and utilities. This report underscores the lack of affordable housing for those who need it the most. Now, you can find a copy of Housing Spotlight, The Affordable Rental Housing Gap Persists, at www.taxcredithousing.com. And if you have any questions, contact my partner, Stacy Stewart, in our Dover, Ohio office. Stacy can be reached at 330-365-5400. In historic tax credit news, I have an update on a topic we discussed last month. In the August 12th Tax Credit Tuesday podcast, I mentioned that the Historic Tax Credit Coalition was planning to request guidance from the IRS on how to treat master tenant income in a pass-through structure under Section 50D of the Internal Revenue Code. Well, the coalition has officially released the letter that they sent to the IRS. The letter specifically asked the IRS to confirm four points. First, that the lessee is required to report income in the amount of 50% of the historic tax credit ratably over the applicable depreciation recovery period. Second, Section 50D income is an item of partnership income or gain, and as such, it increases a partner's outside basis and may be allocated to a partner in the same way as other significant items of partnership income and gain. Third, the investor's distributive share of Section 50D income may be reduced pursuant to Section 4.022 of the safe harbor guidance so long as its share of other income and gain is correspondingly reduced. And finally, if partnership interest is sold or liquidated, then a transfer's allocable share of unrealized Section 50D income is not accelerated. And the remaining partners succeed to the transfer's share of unrealized income. The coalition, of which I'm a member, feels that if the IRS issues more explicit guidance, then investors will no longer have to wonder how to treat Section 50D income or worry that they could fail the safe harbor test. You can find a copy of the letter online at www.historictaxcredits.com. And if you have any questions, I encourage you to contact my partner, Greg Clements, in our Dover, Ohio office at 330-365-5400. I'd also like to remind everyone that we will have a panel of experts discussing the Section 50D issue and other relevant topics at our Novogratic Historic Tax Credit Conference in Chicago this month. The conference will be held September 18th and 19th at the Drake Hotel. If you want to register, there is still time. Go to www.novico.com events. In state historic tax credit news, I have an update from Connecticut. Connecticut's 2015 state budget bill has made changes to the state's historic tax credit programs. Last year, the state had two historic tax credit programs, the Historic Preservation Tax Credit and the Historic Structures Rehabilitation Tax Credit Program. Now, the state has a single state historic rehabilitation tax credit. The credit's equal to 25% of qualified rehabilitation expenditures for a variety of structures. 
including residential use of five or more units, mixed residential and non-residential use, and non-residential use consistent with the historic character of such property or the district in which such property is located. However, the credit can go up to 30% if the development includes an affordable housing component. Now, the credit can be carried forward five years, and it has an annual cap of $31.7 million, with individual transactions capped at $4.5 million. Tax credits can be assigned, transferred, or conveyed in whole or in part to others up to three times. Finally, the state tax credit can be combined with the 20% federal historic preservation tax credit. To learn more about Connecticut's historic rehabilitation tax credit or any other state historic tax credit program, go to www.historictaxcredits.com. There you'll find our state historic tax credit page. It provides summaries of every state's historic tax credit program as well as links to the agencies that administer the credits. For additional information, contact my partner Charlie Ruda in our Boston office. In California news, AB 1999 is a bill that would create a California state historic tax credit and it passed the California legislature last week. This bill now moves to Governor Brown's desk for final approval. The bill would create an annual $50 million allocated credit with a maximum credit rate of 25% of qualified rehabilitation expenditures. We'll keep you informed as we learn the status of Governor Brown's view of the bill. Well, that brings me to the end of this week's report. Join me again next week for another Tax Credit Tuesday. Congress will be back in session. A lot more activity will be underway. This is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogratik & Company, LLP. Archived discussions are available online at www.novoco.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast in iTunes. Novogratik & Company LLP is a national certified public accounting and consulting firm with offices nationwide. Learn more about our professional services at www.novoco.com.